does one maintain a level of success needed? How does one deal with things? How does one get their driver's license? How does one get good grades? How does one go to the school? How does one know for sure? How does one handle the transition into starting their own independent life in college? Hello there, and thank you for listening to the How Does One podcast. I'm Sarah Lusk, high school senior, and I'm going to be talking about dealing with disappointment. This has definitely been a very prominent theme in my life, um, and I feel like it would just be a good thing to talk about because obviously I'm not the only person who gets disappointed. Jacob is back today to help me talk about this and to just kind of give his two cents. Uh, if you haven't listened to our previous episodes, he's on quite frequently, so be sure to check those out if you enjoyed this one. He's super funny, super down to earth, so definitely a good listen. Uh, I'd like to encourage you to follow this podcast. I upload new episodes every Friday, and I would really appreciate it if you took a moment to leave a rating and share this episode with somebody you think would enjoy listening or could just benefit from listening. So, main topic, dealing with disappointment. So, like, what kind of areas is disappointment prominent in for you? Uh, honestly, honestly, more than anything for me, it's opportunities. Like, I feel like, I feel like, like, because, uh, I mean, if, if our viewers don't know this, not viewers, <laughs> listeners, listeners, if they don't know this, uh, I am at least an aspiring actor. So, it's like, if you get, like, when I audition and I send something in and I don't hear back because it's not like it's not like a job where they'll tell you you didn't get it you just the only way you're gonna hear back from anyone is if you did get it so it's like you kind of just sit there and then like two weeks pass and you're like oh well I didn't get it and kind of just hits you you know Mm -hmm. I feel like that's my main place Yeah, that's kind of how it was for me, like, early on with podcasting. Like, it was just kind of throwing it out there and hoping that, like, listening platforms would take it. Like, Pandora didn't. And honestly, it's because I had zero listens. Like, I hadn't actually started the podcast. Um, But, like, with failing my driver's test, um, and for those of you who aren't in my personal life and don't know, took my driver's test last Thursday, and I failed because... I parallel parked wrong and then I didn't use my turn signal and then I hit the like little stick that they use as like barriers to like keep you between like where you're supposed to park. I hit it and apparently you're not supposed to do that because that's an automatic fail. So six minutes into my driver's test, uh, they informed me that I would have to reschedule. So that was definitely like a disappointment that I've dealt with uh, recently and I feel like a lot of times it's like you try and do something and you fail and you just kind of like feel like a disappointment. So for me, that's how I am. Yeah. Also, also definitely back in the day, like obviously not now because my family is paranoid and working doesn't probably would not work with them. But, uh, I went, when I was looking for jobs back in the day before I eventually, I eventually found a job at Sprouts where I worked for like a semester. (laughs) But before that, in those months prior, I was like all over Google and just looking at it like, you know, how did I, why can't I not remember any job websites I was using? Like Handshake, I guess. I think that was one. Handshake? I don't know. I've literally never heard of that. You've never heard of that one? No. <laughs> really? I remember using it vaguely. No, I need a job, so I'll keep it in mind. <laughs> all right. But like, yeah, it was like, dude, you'd apply for so many and then you would dig it oh, you don't match our criteria, whoopsie, you don't get an interview. I'm like, what was your criteria? Because, like, <laughs> man, jobs are such a catch-22 
Yeah. Like, they're like, hey, it'd be great if you had prior experience. But if you don't get the job, you can't have previous experience. So it's like, just can't get the job then, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, I get that. And so it's just, like, really hard because there are some things that you can fix and some things that you can't. But I feel like with disappointment, I think the number one thing and, like, the first next step of getting out of disappointment is, like, the way you respond. And that's definitely something I struggle with as somebody who has a short temper. Yeah, and it's not even just it's not even just respond, like, say it to another person. It's, like, how do you respond within yourself, you know? Mm, yeah, that's it's a good like, point. Like, uh, one, I'm not going to name names, but I have this, I have this friend who always, like, of course, sometimes, sometimes it can be a race thing, but always will be like, well, I didn't get it because I'm this. And I'm like, well, that can't be the sole reason. Maybe it's because your only job experience was the Chick-fil-A for two days. And then I'm like that, because they always make it like, they didn't they didn't give me this job because of something about me my skin color blah, 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 this and that like sometimes yeah but all the time probably not you know mm-hmm. yeah because i feel like for myself sometimes um like with the driver's test i was like you know that lady was in a bad mood i bet that she just docked <laughs> off that point because she was in a bad mood it has nothing to do with my driving she knows i was in a truck there was no way i was gonna fit in that 20 foot space and like in reality i really should have been like oh haha we don't know how to parallel park and then like worked from there and like tried to fix it and with her like i was very respectful after which um key tip there if you're gonna have a situation like that like don't be a baby about it don't be like oh my gosh it's this and that like that makes you look so immature and nobody's gonna give you like brownie points for that but if you're like mature in your response even internally like if you don't let yourself get beat up about it you look so much more mature and there's so much more power in that than like throwing a fit or going and gossiping or feeling like it's because of another reason not the core reason whether that be like your ability or your qualifications trying to blame it on something else also, 80% of the time, if you're dealing, if like, for instance, take the driver's thing, like <laughs> the driver's test thing, if someone else is in a position of power and you start trying to defend yourself, 80% of the time, they're not going to be like, wow, that was a really solid argument that they just made. Yeah. You know, I'll let them keep going with the test. <laughs> like, that's not going to happen because that that stick represents another car so technically sarah just ran over ran over the hood of someone's car with her truck so you know it's like there's no real getting out of that yeah and either you're not gonna be able to convince them on that because they're in a position of power too so it's like you aren't gonna be able to make them budge no and realistically like let's say that was a situation that had happened in the workplace like your boss was like yo these nuggies ain't fully cooked and you're like oh sorry i i got distracted with my phone and i pulled up late and i thought they'd be ready but they weren't and it's it's whatever like just let it go they're not gonna be like oh you got stuck at home doing your hair okay i got you it's all right don't worry about these undercooked nuggies they're gonna be like okay cool leave this kitchen you don't have a job anymore these undercooked nuggies cannot be sold you know like realistically people don't care about your little problems and so if you're gonna respond don't 
be whiny don't be negative just like be realistic with yourself and just kind of take the blame even if you feel like it's not your fault like it'll make you look so much better in the end also also this is a very small situation where this is a very small window where this has ever happened to me but if you know that you're like for instance this one time i was i i I had a shift but at sprouts and i was like okay if we leave the state fair at 4 p.m and my shift is at six that should give me plenty of time to go right but no i get stuck on the train for two hours and the train stops in the middle of a, in the middle of a bridge underground not yeah not the middle of the bridge in a tunnel underground yeah and uh it gets stuck there and i'm like oh no what do i do for this because like i'm about to be super late and my boss is going to be like well not my boss my like, shift leader is going to be like oh no jacob you're two hours late uh what do you what do you what do you have to say for yourself so i ended up getting to my job at seven o'clock like an hour after my shift and i like i called prior and like told them what was happening but then i ran in and i was like oh my goodness i'm so sorry please forgive me i was trapped on the dart and then and then uh the reason i said i was trapped on the dart specifically and i used trapped is because I knew that my shift leader did not like the government. So a government-run service, she's like, nope, uh-uh, that's bad. So when she heard that, she was like, oh, yeah, man, local government sucks up top. Well, not, not like up top, but she was like, yep, you know, that's not on you. Government sucks. So I was like smart about my response, you know? That is literally the weirdest thing ever <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh that's my really sprout smart stories though. Are weird. Yeah, yeah you do have a lot of weird sprout stories that's so funny always my mom shops at sprouts because aslan's gluten-free apparently but um like i always tell her stories i'm like yeah jacob used to work here he said it sucked he said that his shift leader would always ask who was smoking weed and just assumed it was him and my mom was like wait what say that again and i was like oh nothing <laughs> They'd always just be like, it smells like weed outside the front of the <laughs> store. And I'd be like, how do you know it smells like weed? Like, <laughs> you got something to say about yourself? <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Um, I think another thing is like keeping your expectations realistic. Like with your situation, your shift leader like knew, oh, okay, the government kind of sucks. Like, they don't keep up with these things. And so she was, like, realistic. She wasn't like, oh, well, it must have been some freak accident, and now it's your fault or something. Like, she was realistic. And so having lower expectations can kind of save you, but lowering standards are different. So I think, like, if you're going into McDonald's, just to continue with the Nuggies example, if you're going into McDonald's, don't expect to get a Big Mac that's just like the most delicious thing you've ever had. But like yeah, expect yeah, expect to get like a soda, fries, and a burger. But if you expect to get like a gourmet know, meal. Yeah, it's not the same. But at the same time you shouldn't go in there expecting like rat poop because that's a low standard. So I think like you shouldn't be happy with getting low things. You should always strive to get better, but don't expect the best. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, I feel like this is something I struggle with too, managing my expectations. Cause especially with like acting and whatnot, like for instance, there's, there was, uh, when I first started off, uh, like 
not started off, but like when I first got like good management, like one of the first auditions I got was this like Disney Plus show that mm-hmm. I actually can't say by name because <laughs> I signed an NDA, so I can't can't really. Do oh, that. you're but, so cool. Yeah, I know. But I, <laughs> I, uh, I was doing this audition, and like in my mind, I'm like, there's no way. Like you're competing with every other brown kid across the nation who has good management. So like the odds of me getting that were like zero to none. Additionally, you're also competing with brown kids from all over the world because they are auditioning them. So I, in my mind, I was like, there's no way I'm getting it. And like six months later, I'm not surprised that I didn't get it. Like there was no way I was going to get it. So, but there's some times where there's a smaller project and I'm like, oh boy. There is no way I'm not going to get this. And then when I don't get it, I'm like, what's happening? What's going on? I was like, hello, darkness, my old friend. That sort of thing, you know? Yeah, I definitely do that. I, like, overestimate myself. And, like, I assume I'm better than I really am. Honestly, that's another thing. When you have expectations that are too high and you end up not getting it, Anger comes very often. Like, oh, yes. Because you feel like you deserve it, you know? You're yeah. like, ah, what? I do everything here. And then it doesn't work out. Ah. And then, like, you know, basically that sort of thing. And more often than not, you, like, I don't know, people have this idea that's like, that if you do that, you just become this grumpy individual who, like, literally glows up on anyone that t- tries to talk to them. But 80% of the time, I feel like you take it out on yourself, you know? Yeah. You're like, I deserve this, but you're not good enough to get it, you know? But it's like, mm-hmm. you're talking to the same person, so it's kind of just weird, you know? Yeah, it's like a self-talk thing. And, like, for me personally, I struggle with, like, setting bad expectations when it comes to people and friends. Like, um, I, I feel like I'm very... I, like, try and tell myself that I'm very playful and fun and laid back, but, like, let's be honest, I'm not. Like, I'm playful, but, like, I am so rigid. I have really high expectations for things. Like, if you're going to say that you're going to be somewhere at 7, you better be there at 6.59. Like, I'm really particular, and I'm, like, trying to chill out about it. And since I've been at our school, I've really calmed down. Like, I procrastinate, and I, like, literally never did that before I was at this school. But, like, besides that, I'm still really uptight, and I expect people to act the same way that I would treat them. So, like, the other day, um, somebody and I were going to go out, and this person doesn't know that I was frustrated, and they're probably going to listen to it. So, if you are listening to it, just know I'm not angry with you anymore. Like, it literally was so minor. I don't know why I was upset. But Say their person, name. I'm not going to say their name. Say their name, but bleep it out. No, I'm not going to say their name. That's so mean. Oh. I'll tell you after we're done recording. Okay, all right. All right. <laughs> um, but this person had invited me to go somewhere, and I really didn't want to go to this place because I had been there a lot, and I felt like we weren't going to get much out of it. But I was like, oh, okay, I'll be a good friend, and I'll go. And then this person was like, yeah, but you'll need to drive yourself. And I don't have my license, obviously. And my mom had to work, and so I couldn't. And so I was like... I was frustrated that we had to go to this place, but then on top of that, I was frustrated that they were going to make me drive myself, and so it was just, like, these little things, but I was just, like, 
why would they do that? Who invites someone somewhere and doesn't offer to give them a ride? And later this person came back and was like, oh, like, it's fine. I can drive you if you need. And I was like trying to calm myself down. So I like offered to pay this person gas. And they're like, no, like you pay for a lot of things for me. And like, after that, I talked with my mom about it. And she's like, Sarah, like you need to chill. Like there's nothing wrong with her inviting you somewhere and not offering you a ride. Like she's not required to do that, especially if you guys hang out a lot. Like it's just not mandatory. You just become casual friends. Like there's not that modesty or like camaraderie i don't know i'm gonna throw in big words so you two <laughs> make up in your head what i'm trying to say like there's not this mannerism between you that like you should offer them a ride because you're like really good friends like it doesn't matter and so i after that i was like oh i'm not frustrated and then once we got to the place that we were planning on going we had a lot of fun and we weren't there for long because then i got into a bowl um i spent too oh. much money um <laughs> go to a casino or something no uh we just or the went... children's casino the, yep that's where we went children's casino <laughs> Um, but I spent too much money and the bank sent an alert and then I had to go home because <laughs> my mom was so mad. Um, but I had like a lot of fun and it was just, I feel like it was almost like God being like, yo, like you need to loosen up because you didn't even want to come at first. And now you were able to get a ride and you had like the most fun you've had in a long time. Like you need to chill and not be so tight with your friends. And I was like, okay, lesson learned. And it was just like a, a moment for me to be like, wow, I need to be more apologetic, but also like more merciful. And that's where my expectations got in the way. I feel like we've slowly, slowly but surely, we sort of like almost made this entirely about expectations because that's where our last five stories have all been about. <laughs> but, but I feel like that's, a big tie of disappointment. What it ties in, right? I googled quotes about disappointment, and they were all about your expectations, so I feel like it's oh, okay. fine. All right. But yeah, that's a good point. So we're going to move on from expectations. <laughs> um, and so I, on the next sheet, or next note, whatever, um, we have notes, in case you didn't know, and we're both reading them. No, um, we don't have notes. Everything oh, we say just comes from our brain. And notes? We're just so what? smart that we just have these conversations just so easily. Yeah. These actually, very intellectual conversations. That part is kind of true. Like, we kind of make the notes. Like, obviously, we talk while we're doing it. So, it takes us, like, an hour because we just get distracted <laughs> and, like, catching up and just, like, sharing stories. But realistically, these notes take us, like, five minutes to do. And most of this is ad-libbed. Like, we have, like, five major notes. Not that that's what this episode is. Yeah, and they're, about, like, in case you're two wondering. sentences. Yeah, I yeah, know. Just, just in case you're, like, dang wow they're so smart yeah. how does sarah even get these her thoughts together <laughs> we actually just write yeah because if you've ever heard me speak in real life you know that my sentences eventually it just becomes one big story and none of it makes sense and you're like what was the purpose in sharing that and i don't even know the purpose of sharing half of my stories so yeah and if you've ever heard me talk in real life you know that I say about five words and then I either start talking about college or my ex. So. <laughs> Which is disappointingly true. <laughs> Which is, yeah, kind of sad. Very sad, actually. Uh, oh my gosh. Okay, so our next... <laughs> our next point of, like, how to get through disappointment is self-talk. Because, um, like, yeah, of course, talking with other people is something that we'll address in a little bit, but, like, first you're going to talk to yourself and you're going to like be evaluating yourself so just kind of like I had kind of brought up in our notes that like a question of how can I avoid this next time but Jacob actually brought up the point of like not everything is something you can avoid and sometimes it's out of your control and I felt like that was a really good point because 
personally, more of my disappointment comes from things I can't control. Yeah, no, especially especially now of all times. Yeah. Like for those of those of well actually I don't know why any any of the listeners would know. Maybe but, they're uh, one of eleven countries that doesn't have the coronavirus. Yeah, unless you're from New Zealand. In that case, wow, <laughs> New Zealand's so great. I don't know why I don't live there, but I don't know why I'm here. But uh yeah, I'm probably not gonna be able to like go in person to college. It's gonna really set my degree plan back what a, nerd. a little bit. Yeah, no. Homeschool. And then I'll be doing summer school next year. That'll be worse. I'll literally be living on campus. But yeah, I have to push my degree plan back like basically an entire semester and then catch up next next summer. And this is definitely my uh to to this day, my biggest disappointment of this entire year, which says a lot because 80% of my conversations normally are about my ex, but they're about to shift to being about college and how I'm not in college. So I guess that's good, actually. Yeah. But uh, that's something where it's really not within my control. Because, like, I can't force our college to have better standards for safety, sanitization, and all this, like, all this other stuff. Like, I can't make them do that. And it's, it is frustrating, but it's like, at the end of the day, I am trying to, trying to struggle. No, I'm not trying to struggle. I'm trying to come to terms with the fact that I can't do anything about it, even if I wanted to. Yeah, I feel like for me on the opposite end, it's like, I want to hang out with people, but I can't because like some, I have some people in my life who are at risk of the virus. And then I have people like you who just Mm-hmm. or extra careful about it and so like that's out of my control and it's like it's disappointing and it's frustrating because like I want to see my friends especially before they all go off to college um but like things like that like I can't really be disappointed about because it's out of my control like no matter how much I want to see Jacob or I want to see um some of our other friends who are at home and still in the quarantine you know that's not going to change just because I want it so that's something that's like out of my control. Well, I guess it's a good thing I'm not leaving that. <laughs> yeah, I know. But then people like um, she should shout not be named because we don't have her permission to say her name. Who's going to oh, okay. Minnesota? You know, like something like that. And oh, she's yes. not in lockdown, but it's still like it just feels hard to meet up with people right now, especially because like obviously they are busy in general. It's just like wow, that's crazy. Like all these people are leaving, and I may not be able to see them. Yeah, and it's like, it's kind of frustrating, you know, because it's like, mm-hmm. like, you want to do it. And also, additionally, I mean, not to bring it back to expectations, <laughs> but it, like, whenever, whenever Corona first came around and it was March, and we were all sort of sitting at home, we were like, oh, haha, when it comes around to summer, I heard the heat will kill it. I so, miss those days. <laughs> yeah, so we'll be out and about. But then summer came and and we're we're still here. Yep. So it's like we we definitely had like I don't know about you actually, but I definitely had high expectations for the summer. I was yeah. like, "Ooh boy." Like April, March, May, all that stuff, that was garbage. But hey, <laughs> June, July, August, that's about to slap. But then no, nothing. Absolutely nothing. And yeah. it really doesn't help that my expectations were that high cuz really hasn't made any of this any more enjoyable. So it's like, what can you do? Yeah. 
that's definitely something I feel like everyone can relate with. And, like, things that are within your control of, like, ways you can avoid, um, like, even though with certain friendships and relationships you can't control, some of them you can. So, like, making choices with, like, who you keep as friends, like, if you find that you consistently befriend people who aren't, like, very trustworthy or just kind of, like, toss you to the side, just kind of, like, looking for those consistent characteristics before you become close to people, like, that's something you could do to avoid, um, like, disappointment in the relationships or, like, with opportunities, being sure that, like, let's say you wanted to do something, I don't know, musical, and you were told, like, oh, we don't want you to do that because of this and that reason, you know, if you prepare better next time or if you take more effort into um, making whatever you're going to present better than other people or whatever it may be, that's something you could do to avoid that disappointment next time. Yeah, it's like just improve where you can and grow where you can. Because especially if someone, someone like literally tells you something you're doing wrong. And obviously yeah. sometimes, there are times when someone's like, well, you're doing this, but you're like really not. Mm-hmm. Like for instance, sometimes I'll get accused of like not talking to people. But in reality, I'm like, you know what? I'm on my phone too much. I need to stop doing this. And I try to like get off my phone. But then during that time, that's when people are like, <laughs> I needed to spill my guts to you, and you weren't even there. And I'm like, well, well I. <laughs> it's like, it's like stuff like stuff like that. Obviously, all you can do then is try to be there for them more. But it's like, if someone literally tells you something you're doing wrong, like points out a flaw within yourself, like that's really just a a time a sign for you to change. Because mm-hmm. everyone everyone's capable of change, and everyone's capable of being better and being better than who they were before so it's like you should you should really try try to change and improve yourself when you get when you get I guess disappointed and someone does list out something that you could change in yeah I remember I think I think I was about to be a sophomore so this was a couple years ago um but I was in a relationship with this person and honestly we weren't really supposed to be dating um but I was really into him and I guess he was into me I don't know and I remember my friends were always like oh my gosh all you do is spend time with this guy like you never talk to us and it was actually like during one week of camp that I happened to be with these girls who I hadn't really gotten to see too much and him as well Um, and so they were always just like, you just hang out with him, like, you just disappear out of nowhere, and we never even get to see you, and I was just kind of like, okay, yeah, whatever, and what are you gonna do about it, and I remember after we broke up, and I just kind of, like, lost access to a lot of friends and a lot of people, I was, like, really alone, and I realized how much I had really cut people out, and was like, oh, I just need him, and that's all the friends I need, and that was definitely, like, a disappointment, because I was like, wow, I'm alone, ha, 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 and my friends were disappointed in me, because I wasn't available, and then now that I'm alone, and don't have a boyfriend, I'm like, oh, hey, guys, like, talk to me, be my friend, and that was, like, definitely something that I could have avoided, like, people pointed out a flaw in me, and I didn't take that as a learning opportunity, I was just like, okay, cool, whatever, like, I'm fine, it doesn't matter, and it really damaged my self-worth, because I felt like I had been a terrible person, I was like, I'm just born to be this terrible friend and I will never have value and it was just like not a good moment in my life when like I should have taken that disappointment and used it to like be a better person yeah no I definitely feel I feel like whenever whenever people point off on me at least in the past I feel like 
I've slowly gone better about this. I I feel like I really used to be like, no, like <laughs> I'm amazing. Like y'all y'all should y'all should shut up because y'all don't know what you're talking about, <laughs> which is really weird because it's like I'd only get like I'm amazing whenever I got attacked. If I wasn't being attacked, I'm like, what am I doing with my life? But the minute <laughs> someone tries to attack me, I'm like, I'm better than you. I am a god compared to you. <laughs> you do not even compare to me. Oh but my it's gosh. really weird. So there's like no reason for me to do that. But yeah, it's like anytime someone tries to point out a flaw, and especially if someone's like, oh, you're too prideful. And I'm like, I'm not prideful. What, what are you talking about? Like, I feel that on a spiritual <laughs> level. Oh my gosh. Yeah, like I feel like I wouldn't change because of my pride, you know? I feel like the road's yeah. on the way of me, me being better. I know somebody in my life like that who's like, you you want him to be this great person because he like feels like he could be a great person and he has like a lot of potential but then you're like oh please do this and that and he's like oh sorry I've got things to do and he actually doesn't and he just like lies and then he like feels like he's the best so he kind of treats you like a jerk and it's just it's not the vibe but like he has so much potential it's like you watch his pride get in the way and I'm sure people see me and they're like oh her pride gets in the way but like it's a lot easier to see those kinds of things in other people and use them as examples. So that's the only reason I used them as an example. But yeah, I don't know it's if like I've said this before on the podcast, but it's like the great poet Julian Casablanca said, we're so quick to point out our own flaws in others. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you've shared that before, but that's all right. I've definitely shared that before. <laughs> <laughs> you, in your brain, you're like, mm, we've said this, but we got to say it again. But we got to say it again. Goodness. Um, it's relevant. Okay. <laughs> uh, another thing you can do with dealing with disappointment is talking with people. So after I took my driver's test, I literally, the lady was like, okay, just pull up the car to the front, which I'm not sure why she told me to do that because I don't have my license. So it's technically illegal for me to drive a vehicle without an adult in it. And she's just like, oh, go drive it over there. And I was like, you won't give me my license, but I'm allowed to drive around the parking lot. Okay, sure. And so I drove up to the front and I like see this lady. Her name was Felicia and she's talking to my dad and I was like just watching and just like overwhelmed with shame. I was like, I couldn't even parallel park. I'm just sitting there like crying and my dad was like, okay, honey, like let's pull over. He's like, do you want to talk about it? I'm like, no, I don't want to talk about it. And then he made me talk about it. And then I got home and told my mom, like voluntarily told my mom and I was just like sitting there crying. It's like two hours later and I'm still crying about it it and like being able to talk it out obviously voluntarily feels better but like just talking it out in general kind of made it feel better because my mom's like honey it's okay it's okay just reschedule it and she was like really encouraging my dad's like is it really that big of a deal do you really need to cry about it like we'll just reschedule it and they essentially said the same thing but she just said it in nicer words but yeah I feel like talking definitely made it feel a little better and I was less disappointed in myself yeah because for me whenever I uh talk about things in general it helps me really to put my thoughts into words because mm -hmm. obviously we all think in words but you know we don't think in complete sentences or at least I don't know about y'all but I don't I I definitely just think think in I don't know fragments really yeah so whenever I, like I talk I think in images really I've never like heard images that and like short memories yeah oh I think in like song lyrics a lot that's something I do like uh if there's, a, if there's a part of a song that hits, like for instance, uh, Quinn, Roman numeral numbers, uh, his <laughs> new album, like there's 
there's a ton of bits of these songs where like some parts will just literally play on repeat inside my head and because it's like it's like how i'm feeling at that moment because like side note but that album is definitely aimed at kids who are graduating and moving on but like it's written by a guy who's graduated and moved on a while back but he's still singing about his high school experience which i don't know if that's weird or not like has he moved on or not i i legitimately can't tell because if he hasn't it's been years i'm like come on man like why are you still singing about like the girl who you used to go out with in high school that's kind of weird like (laughs) but anyway that's a weird tangent but yeah it's like like parts will just play inside my head over and over again i feel like when i'm able to talk i'll actually you know really put those put my feelings into into words and also additionally i try to like I use my notes app to try to write stuff down, like if I'm feeling a certain type of way. Like a like diary? I'll, not a diary. It, it's That's also diary. kind of bad. No, no, it's like fragments <laughs> also. Like they'll literally be in incomplete sentences, but I'll read out like, I know what I was saying. It'll just be like, <laughs> me bad. And I was just like, yeah. <laughs> but it's like, it's just generally like the, the concept of putting your thoughts out there for someone else to hear or for yourself to hear more. Yeah, if you listen to our Processing Difficult Emotions episode, I actually talk about this and like how it can really help that if you don't have somebody to talk to, writing it out can really help because you're able to visually see it. So like Jacob said, like you repeat that thought. I do that a lot. Like I just sit there for hours just repeating the same thought or the same emotion or like the same way I wish I had responded. And like it'll just sit there and just like marinate and like just make me bitter Whereas if I'm able to talk it out, I'm like, well, what's done is done. I've said what I had and there's nothing else I can do. It's time to move on. So I talk about that in that episode. If you'd like to go listen to it, it could definitely be helpful if you're enjoying this episode. Or if you're processing difficult emotions, then it'd be especially helpful. Yeah, that too. (laughs) Yeah, no, I I have this friend who uh, records like voice memo stuff whenever they like, they like try to like put their thoughts into words. So I'm like, I'm not going to go back and listen on a voice memo I made. Like, I'd rather just, you know, have it in front of me to where I could read it immediately, you know? Yeah, that's kind of, that's, like, cool, but it's weird. Like, that's cool in a sense that you could, like, share it with your kids and be like, this is when I was at my lowest lows. But it's, like, weird because, like, if somebody stumbled on that and you're like, today has been a bad day, <laughs> you know? It's just like, ooh, that's, that's awkward. Especially since my Siri on my phone sucks. And I remember this one time, I was like, hey, Siri, play. And I was like telling, telling Siri to play. No, no, not my phone just turned on. Okay, yeah. right. okay but I was telling it to play music. And, uh, but I had recorded this for like a voiceover audition for, I don't mean to <laughs> flex on our listeners. I don't mean to flex, but I did actually audition for the Trolls show coming to Hulu soon. I didn't get it, but I did audition. So, you know, I'm basically better than y'all, but that's my pride speaking. But like, (laughs) it was like, it was literally in the car. I was driving and my, uh, my sister and brother were in the back seats or passenger seats or whatever. And I was like, hey, Sarah, play this, this. And then all of a sudden, it's like, okay, playing voice memo. And then just starts <laughs> playing this trolls audition. In the middle. I'm just like, why are you doing this to me? Like, I feel like it's just such a strange coincidence. Obviously, that's not going to happen to everyone. 
but yeah. it happened to me, so I'm not going to do voice memo stuff. <laughs> yeah, uh, don't feel like that's ever happened to me, but you you never know. It it could happen sometimes. It, it could happen to anyone, honestly. It's and just I about th- being careful. <laughs> I think beyond the emotional aspect, there is a logical, like, realistic aspect of it. It's like, because you failed your driver's test, you don't get to sit on the couch for two weeks crying about it. Like, it's time to go to the really, really complicated Texas DMV website and figure out how to reschedule it. Like, you can't just sit around and mope. So, looking for new opportunities and, like, new ways to move forward is really helpful once you've kind of gotten over the icky emotional part. Yeah, no, It's, like, I don't know. For me, for me, always... Like, my brain, my brain obviously has, like, a logical side. So, it's, like, get up and, you know, like, you got to look at the upside. You got to be, like, oh, well, what can I do about this now? How can I move forward? But, obviously, I, I feel like sometimes my feeling side is, like, <laughs> like takes over. And it's, like, nope, we're going to sit down and we're going to play some old music and we're going <laughs> to just do nothing. But I feel like something I struggle with is seeing the silver lining, seeing the, seeing the upside, you know, mm-hmm. being like, well, it may have not worked out now, but I'm sure it'll work out later. But, but then like, whenever, whenever my brain does that, my other side of the brain's like, oh, but right now it's going to last forever. So it's really never going to work out. And I'm just like, <laughs> aw. And I feel like that's my main struggle with, with, uh, disappointment and whatnot it it is seeing that silver lining like seeing the upside I feel like for me personally I can always see the silver lining because the way I view things like I just tend to view it like everything's objective like obviously I have feelings I have emotions um but I if I am trying to not feel upset I'll view them almost overly objective so for me I can always see the silver lining but I never believe the silver lining so it's like with my driver's test, I know I can reschedule it, but for me, it's like, uh, but it took so much stress and anxiety. Thought I was gonna pass out waiting. Like I was so freaked out and stressed out and anxious. Is it really worth rescheduling it? Well, realistically, yes, because now I have the cheat sheet of like what they're gonna grade me on. I know about how large the parking space is. Like, kid you not, we drove to the DMV, measured the space, and went and made a 20-foot space in our front. Um, driveway and that's where we've been practicing parallel parking from now on and so it's like there's this positive but it's just hard for me to like actually want to believe it so in the same way that you're like oh this is gonna last forever I'm kind of like that I'm like what's the point though like it's just gonna be bad anyway so that's definitely where I fall short and I'm sure everybody can either relate with you or me hopefully they can we strive for relatability yeah, if you I can't relate, then it would just be really awkward. Yeah. But oh well. <laughs> yeah, whatever. But yeah, I yeah. feel like using it as a learning opportunity and like like you said, looking for the positive is always something you can do because eventually it just becomes a habit. Like you'll always be able to find the positive. Yeah, and it's like, it's like, yeah, especially if you go through enough of the same situations, you'll know it gets better. You'll know that uh, eventually it is going to work out. And if it if it's not going to work out, it's probably going to work out for like three months and then not work out. So you really got to savor those three months where it is working out, you know? <laughs> yep. 
or if you're trying to sell items on Depop and somebody messages you and you're like really excited because you're trying to get some money to refill your bank account after your huge shopping spree a few days ago. Um, and this person, you feel like they're going to buy this backpack from you, but then they'd be all sketchy. Instead of being disappointed and feeling like you're never going to sell the stupid backpack, you got to be positive and just keep messaging people and asking them to buy your backpack. You know? <laughs> yep. That's the silver lining. That maybe uh -huh. somewhere out there on Depop, someone will buy the backpack. Yeah. And if you're listening and you're looking for a pink, orange, and purple tie-dye Jansport backpack with plenty of pockets and lots of space and one small sign of wear on the back and the photos attached, follow me at sarahlusk03 on Depop and I'll give you 10% off if you tell me you listened to this podcast to find the bag. Honestly, mm -hmm. 9 out of 10 students would approve of this bag. Oh yeah, super duper popular, super rare, super cheap. Buy yeah, it. it's a great price. It's a great bargain, actually, you know? Mm -hmm. And if like you ask some... me, I'll refund the shipping if it's more than I estimated. Yeah. So, honestly, if you made it this far in the episode and you really want this, there's, like, a great deal right in front of you. And yeah. it's also, wait, would you say that this backpack is either sponsoring the How Does One podcast or would you say that it is sponsored by the How Does One podcast? Um, I, I would say it's sponsoring the podcast because the podcast makes me no money as of now. Oh. <laughs> um, so I feel like it's sponsoring the podcast. You help me pay for that to keep it up because I've been put on a spending limit and it becomes harder and harder to pay for this podcast. So by buying this backpack, you could cover a month and a half worth of listening. Mm, that's like mm -hmm. six episodes. That's a that good like amount a good of episodes. Deal. And like, I bet you four of those are going to be with Jacob. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. So yeah, buy the backpack. Yes, Do please, it. please buy my backpack. I also have other items. I have really cute uh, clothes of mine that are all priced very, very cheaply. Um, yeah. And if you message me again, you'll get 10% off. <laughs> So glad well, anyway, we that, that episode ad. Yeah, that was that was the sponsor for today's episode. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Do you have anything else you want to say about disappointment or you feel like our listeners need to hear? Uh no, I feel like I feel like we've covered all of it. Just really, really figure out what your what's going on within you. Know, know that you you can either change to succeed or you might not need to change to succeed. There's just it was just out of your control. And really just see the silver lining. Just look at the upside. At least try to at the very least because you're not always going to be able to do it. Yeah, definitely. This episode was a lot about expectations, but I feel like that goes hand in hand with disappointment. So I hope you guys learned something. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope it was funny and just kind of chill. Uh, again, if you would follow this podcast, I'd really appreciate that. I post new episodes every Friday, um, even if that means recording them Thursday night. And if you'd like to leave a rating, which I'd it's like not Thursday night, definitely not Thursday night. Not this. It's actually Wednesday. Sunday night. Oh it's yes, we're Sunday. that ahead. It's <laughs> Sunday the uh, the twentieth. Wait, that's a Monday. It's Sunday Wait. the nineteenth. <laughs> was that Sunday? Oh, yep, it that was. was okay, yep. yep. I mean, that was today. Today it is, is the nineteenth. It's the nineteenth. Yep. Mm hmm. Yeah. Okay, well, thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this episode, and I hope that you enjoyed it, that it brought some positivity to your life, 
um, and stay safe.